Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, October 27th. Watch the map. President Trump, Joe Biden out on the campaign trail and where they're campaigning tells you everything about their path to 270. We'll discuss that, plus Joe Biden's closing message delivered in Georgia today. And finally, on the same day that the United States Supreme Court got its newest member, it makes a crucial decision about election rules. There is no greater asset a campaign has than the candidate's time. It is extraordinarily valuable, and it's limited. And so campaign managers, especially in presidential campaigns, have to constantly make very strategic decisions about where they're sending their candidate and how that's going to maximize the electoral benefit from that particular area, state, county, what have you, to their campaign. Look at where President Trump is today and on the heels of his campaign stops yesterday. So yesterday, he made three stops in the critical battleground of Pennsylvania. Today, he will be in Michigan and in Wisconsin. That's that so-called blue wall that he busted through to defeat Hillary Clinton back in 2016. And as Joe Biden said yesterday on the campaign trail, he needs to ensure that that blue wall is built back up. And he's got pretty decent leads right now in the polls in those states, should those polls bear out to be accurate. And that is a real blockade to President Trump's path to 270 electoral votes, which is exactly why you see him spending so much time there. And he'll be back to all three of those states before next Tuesday's Election Day. He's also the president traveling to Omaha, Nebraska tonight. And this is just one of those great quirks in our system. Both Nebraska and Maine award some of their electoral votes by congressional district. And so President Trump is going to be in Nebraska's second congressional district, the Omaha area today, uh, to fight for that single electoral vote. He won it back in 2016. But some polling there has indicated uh, that Joe Biden might have the edge this time around in that single congressional district in Nebraska. Even though overall Nebraska is a ruby red state, uh, the Omaha area uh, has been trending Democratic. That's how narrow a path Donald Trump currently sees for himself, that he has to take time, land Air Force One, to battle for a single electoral vote. Now, on the flip side, Joe Biden is in Georgia, a state Democrats haven't won since 1992. Not just one stop, he's doing two stops there today, spending the whole day. This on the heels of his running mate Kamala Harris and his wife Jill Biden having campaigned there in recent days. All the polling shows Georgia a dead heat. And Joe Biden, one week before the election, the Democratic nominee is actually taking a whole day on the trail dedicated to Georgia campaigning. It would be unthinkable just a few years ago that a Democratic presidential candidate would do that this close to the election day. But Joe Biden's trying to expand the map. So in these final seven days, continue to watch where Donald Trump and where Joe Biden are campaigning. It tells you everything you need to know about what they see as their most likely path to 270 electoral votes. Here's what else you need to know today. Joe Biden delivering a closing message in Warm Springs, Georgia. Of course, you're not going to go to Warm Springs, Georgia, unless you're going to evoke FDR. This was his White House retreat, the little White House. And Joe Biden did exactly that. Uh, he recalled uh, an FDR 
who was able to unify a nation and have that unified nation overcome some of its greatest challenges. And that's what Joe Biden is trying to accomplish in sort of his messaging in these final days here, to sell himself to the American people as a unifier who's looking to heal a torn nation politically, but also by this pandemic and by the economic fallout of the pandemic. And he is looking to cast himself as the leader who can bring people together and find that united purpose of overcoming a great challenge. I run to unite this nation and to heal this nation with our voices and our votes. We must free ourselves from the forces of darkness, from the forces of division, and the forces of yesterday, from the forces that pull us apart, hold us down, and hold us back. And if we do so, we'll once more become one nation, under God, indivisible, a nation united, a nation strengthened, a nation healed. That is my goal. That is why I'm running. That is what we must do. Biden hit on similar themes when he evoked Abraham Lincoln and made a pitch to voters uh, at Gettysburg a few weeks back. And it's important also to remember that Biden, a year and a half after launching his campaign, at its core, it's still on the same message. I mean, even the sign he was standing behind at his lectern uh, today in Warm Springs says, a battle for the soul of the nation. That's exactly the campaign message he launched on a year and a half ago, before the pandemic. And finally today, President Trump held a ceremony at the White House last night uh, for the swearing-in of the newest associate justice on the United States Supreme Court, Amy Coney Barrett. As Amy Coney Barrett was at the White House, at that ceremony, preparing to take on her new job, her colleagues at the court issued an opinion dealing with how Wisconsin is allowed to count its absentee ballots. Democrats had gone to court seeking for ballots that are postmarked by Election Day, but returned up to six days after could still be counted. Well, a lower federal court said, no, that can't happen, despite the Democrats' plea. And the Supreme Court agreed and allowed that to stand. And it's worth noting, in Brett Kavanaugh's concurring opinion, uh, he wrote, quote, under the U.S. Constitution, the state courts do not have a blank check to rewrite state election laws for federal elections. Recall, Brett Kavanaugh played a big part on the legal team for Bush in Bush v. Gore in the 2000 Florida recount race. And he seems to be giving a hint here that he is going to be very much on the side of uh, limiting the scope of what can be counted. This, as the president continues to incorrectly state that there has to be a final total on November 3rd. No, there doesn't. In fact, Twitter is labeling uh, that tweet as misleading. But no, Donald Trump is wrong. Uh, There does not have to be a final tally and a result on November 3rd for it to be legitimate. In fact, with such a huge influx, like never before, of mail-in voting and absentee voting because of the pandemic, it is going to take a while, especially in states with no practice in doing this. It's going to take them a while to count the votes. It doesn't make that vote count any less legitimate when it gets done. That's it for today's political briefing. 
And if you're listening for the first time, don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you get our latest episode each day delivered right to you. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.